0: Her, podcast. her is me, her is you, her is us, her is she, her is we.
1: United we stand, baby. That hurt for keeps them coming and I demand my space. I know it's free. I owe myself the world. They tried to count me out. happened down some dark roads They tried to pound me out from cloudy
0: to sunny ain't think that I would make it out. I need a positive emotion to fill me out. Hey everyone, this is your Lloyd. I wanted everyone to be aware that the date has changed with Valencia's book to be released, which is called The Broken Leader. It will now be released March 8th. And I just wanted to disclose that before the interview starts so we could gain an understanding just in case you have a lot of interest in her book, which is going to be amazing. And I know for a fact you guys are going to want to purchase. So tune in to this amazing interview. Thank you for listening to Life Her Podcast. Let's get this party started, y'all. Everyone, this is your Lloyd, life heart Podcast. I'm on here live with Valencia Thompson. Hey, Valencia, how are you?
1: Hi, vet. Thank you for featuring me. I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. And especially I'm so ready for this conversation we're getting ready to have. Um, I find it very inspiring just for you, the title alone of it, The Broken Leader. Um, I love that because a lot of us are leaders in life, but some of us can be broken, too.
1: You are absolutely right. Thank you for saying that you love it. I like it. Um, It was truly a call. (laughs) It was truly a call to fulfill by God. And I can't wait to dig into that with you this evening.
0: Wow. So tell me, how did this even come about for you to just be like, okay, I'm getting ready to write a book? (laughs)
1: <laughs> good question so the first thing i want to share about myself is i am a writer that is my core gifting and talent i've been writing since i was a child i come from a family of educators and ministers and um they learned that i could write at a very early age and they began to put me to work if you will <laughs> um mm-hmm. in different settings in our community and of course in church at an early age and um Thankfully, in my young adulthood, I did begin to publish some works. Um, I've spent different time writing in different genres. I've also um I'm also a ghostwriter, so I've given birth to a lot of projects for other people. Um, but I am thankful to be back here for myself uh, with Broken Leader. And specifically this book. Um, it is speaking from my point of view about my own brokenness. And I literally had to overcome that brokenness to even release this work that God called me to release years ago. Some moments I feel embarrassed because of how long I sat on it, but I believe the journey is important for the story. And I think that that's what's gonna help the person who it's designed for also to know that they can push through whatever it is that uh, allowed them to to become stuck.
0: Yes, that is so true. Um, A lot of people don't even know where to start at for them to even push through in life or even think they even have the ability to even push forward. What is some advice that you have for someone that is even trying to or just get their mind there to the point to push through every obstacle that they're trying to beat as far as broken issues that they've had?
1: Thank you for asking that question. So I'm going to answer and I want to share something about myself as I answer it so you can know the lens from which with, which I speak. In addition to the things that I just shared about myself, as a career woman by day, I'm also a school psychologist. So my school of thought is psychology. And um, the practices that I put into place deal with wellness as a whole being. And the first thing I'm going to say about getting past those moments that we're discussing, the thing that we must do, which I believe is very painful and scary, is we have to literally look those issues in the eye, if you will. (laughs) Imagine them to be this beast of a thing that you dread and do not want to overcome. So what we often prefer to do, I found with pain, we want to try to run past it. Um sometimes we want to skip past it and pretend that it never happened. Um, I dare say too, in our society, if we we're part of i'm gonna say like a grind culture, we're taught like you know just pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep going. And I believe that in that notion, sometimes we think that means that we can skip past pain, and I've come to learn that we absolutely cannot. Um, and I want to share something, uh, a, a perfect example of of such pain that I had to go through. Um, but I want to pause first because I am a bit of a talker just to check in to pause and see if there's something you want to <laughs> say before. <I> <laughs> go.
0: No, you you know why you're good because, you know, a lot of people need to hear this. and need to know the steps to it because a lot of us heal differently. And sometimes people don't understand that sometimes they feel like they have to heal a certain type of way or they have to heal just how this other person healed. Um, Could you give them an example of how it's okay to heal and get through things their way that they know how and also seeking the help for that process for them to understand it?
1: Absolutely. So to make it personal for anybody's way, you start with the pain. You start with it. So I'll give an example. Um, My husband and I now are the parents of three children that we gave birth to. But for many, many years, that was not our story. We actually suffered through several miscarriages. And there, that was not, you know, anybody who knows that journey through infertility, it's not something that you planned. It's not something that you see yourself going through Um, if I were to be honest with the way that I thought life would be, you know, you think you have to try to not try to have children versus trying to um, get on the journey to figure out how to have them, if you will. And so in our journey, I reached a place where I wanted to ignore it. Like I legit wanted to say, Hey, you know, as much as the achiever as I am, which I talk about in the book about overcoming the achiever there was a part of me that was like, hey, this is the area where, for lack of better terms, I found myself to be a failure. And so I can't do anything about it. I am a woman of faith. I ground myself in God, and I have given my prayer requests over to God. So if there's nothing else I can do about this, then what else is there for me to do than skip it? And I thought that was right because I wasn't stopping to pause and intentionally truly rest in this pain. It sounds horrific, right? It sounds like who in their right mind will want to stop to rest in pain. It sounds crazy. It's it's literally counterintuitive, but I found out through my years of struggle, and this is one example of one of my biggest hurdles of where I had to find that out. Like that is where, and, and here's the answer. That is where we find God. So And I know that everybody may not be people of faith, but for the person who is a person who is a person of faith, that you truly find God by resting in those painful moments. We spend our lives, you know, our parents, when your parents raise you, what do they do? They raise you to find independence. But the longer that you live as a person who is in relationship with God, you find that God wants you in dependence. So, obviously, that's, separ- that's separate from your natural existence, right? In life, you have to be able to take care of yourself. But in the spiritual journey, God wants us to depend and rely upon him. And we find ourselves back at the drawing board through these moments of pain.
0: Yeah, you know, it's um funny that you said that because I, I personally, I've always had trouble having um children. And it's funny that you have said that because it's something that I even, you know, battle with right now. So what you just even saying that you honestly you helped me at that moment because it's like sometimes it's like you you'll have that feeling of just want to just give up or you thinking like why do I deserve this why this keep happening to me, you know you have all these whys but it's like you could. Trust God, surrender to God, and everything, but at the same time, you still have that doubt within. So how is it possible for you to really release that portion of you too, because sometimes it still brings a little pain with it too,
1: absolutely. Oh, well, to be honest, I don't think we fully release it because that's that's a part of the human condition, right? Um, we feel, Mm -hmm. we feel feelings, we have emotions. And when we're being honest with ourselves, doubt is a natural occurrence. Fear is a natural occurrence. As a woman of faith, though, we know the Bible tells us time and time again that we should not fear. And I believe that's a call to action from God, right? It's like, that's a choice. You can sit and stay in those emotions and feelings, or you can come up from that bed and go back to where God is so he can pull you up. Now, I want somebody to hear me correctly. I, by no means, because I want to make sure it doesn't sound like a contradiction. I know full well that you have to sit and rest in those feelings. That's a necessary part of the journey. You have to acknowledge them. You're going to, some of us need to weep. Some of us need to literally purge, you know, with tears and screaming and crying. And some of us express ourselves through journaling, which I believe is a great coping mechanism, if you will. I also am a Mm -hmm. proponent for counseling. Right. There's so many people, you know, as a as a fellow black woman, you know, we talk about this a lot. You know, historically, some of us do not believe in seeking counseling. I like to believe that in this age and generation, more of us are. And I'm a proponent for and I believe that it is absolutely a great idea to seek a licensed professional to talk to about your concerns to go through therapeutic practices that have been tried and tested. Um, I, for one, also personally, (laughs) my licensed professional counselor also is a Christian um, counselor, and that matters for me and my journey because I want to have somebody to balance the holistic self, self, if you will, with me knowing these different parts of me. So that doubt, I want to say that we shouldn't look at it as something to get over. Instead, we should see it as a journey and something that we allow God to heal.
0: Wow, that's deep, but it makes a lot of sense. And it, and it gives not even myself, but I'm sure it gives someone else insight and faith and be able to know that we should not fear in things. And a lot of people walk in fear with many things. That's what hold us back from a lot. So what are the things that you did for you to eliminate the fear of things that transpired in your life? Mm, good question. So
1: <laughs> it's going to sound funny, but I had to fall a lot. Um, and I want to say it again. I don't think I've eliminated fear. I think it's still here. But I think the difference is, you know, you have to keep going. You have to keep moving. You can, Fear is a problem when it stagnates us. Right. Like it's a problem when right. it cripples us, cause it can. Pain can cripple you. Pain can cause you to become stuck. Fear is a sister to that pain, right? Cause um, you know, and what right. according to what I believe, fear is something that's made up. And literally you get these these seeds of doubt in you, and then they can be played upon by the adversary. And so these things are here. But there has to come a time, at least in my experience, which I want to share with others, is that I literally had to keep falling and be embarrassed and hurt and be afraid and get this part. Even though I went through all those things, that leader that was already in me, she didn't, she never left. So I want to back it up and say something I don't think I've said outright yet. I believe that if you are called to be a leader, just as well as you're called to be anything else, God literally placed it in you before he puts you in your mother's womb. I fully believe that. And so you'll feel that thing being activated even in childhood. But what happens, because we know the adversary's job is to come to kill, steal, and destroy, right? So those Mm -hmm. seeds of doubt come. You, You go through a little bit of pain. You might fall. You might stumble. You might even be made a mockery of. And so then you can begin to second guess and say, oh, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm not meant to lead, or maybe I'm not called to this specific task. And all the while, every piece of you that God put in you is still there. Those painful moments couldn't take it. It, They didn't escape you. They, They are still there. And hence, that's the broken part, right? So you've been broken, but that leader is still there. And so the challenge for us is don't rest in brokenness. Instead, turn to God. Because when God breaks the thing, it's forever changed and impacted. And it turns out to be what he desired for it to be after all.
0: Yes, that is so true. And um, it even gives you an example of turning your pain into power or purpose. Yes. um, And a, and a lot of people don't, sometimes being a leader, they think things are supposed to be perfect. They think nothing is, isn't supposed to happen to them. Or even if things do happen, we have to learn how to navigate to those things that happen and make it strengthen us and be able to prepare ourselves for what comes next.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You um, you bring to mind <laughs> that there is a chapter in the book that says, beyond repair, can I be put back together again? And there's another one that talks about how God utilizes it all, right? There is no right. part that gets thrown out. You know, it's not like a, a dummy copy if we were some type of mechanical thing or some type of thing that you form with your hands uh, that gets thrown away. No, all of these pieces become the whole part of you that God needs to be here to do the very things that he placed you in the earth to fulfill.
0: That is true. That is really true. And that that's the, one of the reasons like, when I, when I saw the title of your book, and I just knew it was something special about it because I, I consider myself as a leader and many women or men that I've been around, they're leaders too. But sometimes it seems like we go through most. Yes. <laughs> we go through so much. Yes, <laughs> and yes. When to, and when we talk to other people, and they say, like, the smallest thing, we'd be like, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> that's all you went through?
1: <laughs> Come on and say it. And I yeah, think about your so, story. Like, you know, you know, like, I, God bless you, sister, because I think about you. Like, I've, I've, you know, learned about some of your journey from a distance, obviously, with the losses that you. you have endured. And I was thinking of you tonight in preparation for this interview. Like, look at how you're still standing. You could have easily said, I don't want to do a podcast. I'm grieving. Right. I don't want to keep being a right. businesswoman, you know, running these different facilities. You could have easily thrown throw in the title. But something propelled you forward and you're still here.
0: Yeah, got to keep going. You know, a lot of a lot of times when we, sometimes I look at it as though when we go through things, our purpose is to, speak about it so it can help someone else just like what you're doing you have a book about different things so that it can help someone instead of us really just dwelling on the pain use it for something and it can create us to be a greater individual absolutely
1: you i know you've heard this saying um and i'm gonna not have it exactly right with that one about how nobody wants to have a leader that hasn't been tried or tested and i'll say in my youth i would like pray things like god if i could just skip past that part you know that'd be great i don't really want to have to go through that i think i know enough to i don't really need to go through that to to get this message out here you can just kind of tell me about and that's not true like think about and i want to i want to encourage you if you don't want to do this then by all means uh ignore me but i think it's healthy if we can think about The difference between the person we were before we encountered specific trials and I want us to think about it from what we know we've gained like I know I will never be the same from certain situations that I have um, experienced in the past or been impacted by and you Mm -hmm. remind me I know I mentioned that this book this work is something I sat on for some years so I want to share you about a recent occurrence of brokenness and and about how God got his messaging over to me to let me know that he wasn't playing. And this book needs to come out into the earth. So this book, after after the years I sat upon it, it was essentially ready. Um, Goodness, I'm ashamed, probably the top of the pandemic in 2020. And I just put it, you know, I put it down by the wayside. I had some other life things that, you know, my family was pursuing and things I pursued as an individual. And I thought that I was, you know, doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I want you to know that in, uh, I want to say roughly April or May, I had a dream and I was clear that this was a, a message from God from the way this dream was and it was set up. And my aunt called me the next day because get ready for this because she had a similar dream and I didn't even tell her about mine yet. Okay. And we put the pieces together with her. And this is my auntie vet. I told you about, we put the pieces together with herself and my cousin, who was a brother to me. We're, we're, we're praying people and we came together in prayer and we realized that it was a warning message for me from God. And it was letting me know about something that was coming. You know, that was going to feel like I had my world tossed upside down. But God would be with me through the whole time. And so of, course, so, of course, but he told me at that time I needed to close my business. So um, my book publishing business is what the reference was for. And I was, like, okay, God, what does this mean? So I'm a, I try to be obedient um, when God gives me a revelation mm-hmm. as soon as I can, you know, except for this moment, I'm telling about how long I sat on this book, right? Right. <laughs> <What? laughs> so, um, so I did those things at that time. And it would be July 9th. I actually knew that I contracted COVID. So this is back when I know we have different feelings about COVID now, but at that time mm-hmm. I didn't have any type of intervention. I didn't have a, any type of uh, vaccine or, any, or whatever. And I was hospitalized. And because of how lightheaded I was, I passed out and I hit my foot on the door frame and broke my foot in three places. So, I literally had COVID and a foot broken in three places at the same time in a time when people were, in my opinion, more afraid of it. All right. I was hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know this, if you become injured with COVID in the earlier days, at least, they don't treat your other injuries until you're healed from COVID. So thankfully the nurse gave me a splint, but you know, that means I couldn't do anything else. Like get anything like a boot or whatever, until after i was healed what does this mean it means that when i was sent home my husband had to take care of me because i had to be wheelchair bound i had a bedside commode Mm -hmm. and i had to Mm -hmm. sleep downstairs in our home where our bedrooms are upstairs um thankfully Ah. for us our children were taken by our family members and they did not contract it so it was myself who was severely ill and my husband he also contracted it but he wasn't as ill as i was obviously cuz he took care of me so i'm trying to say i had to experience temporary brokenness so i want to be very clear i couldn't get around like i had my mobility dependent upon my husband and him helping me to do things in you know in a place where there's stairs and like imagine moments where i'm gazing out the window and wishing like i would have ran outside to play with my kids a little bit more or the days now I was so sick and I'm like, am I going to make it? And I wrote about these things in the prologue of the book. So the interesting piece about this prologue, it was written <laughs> after mm-hmm. most of this book was already completed. And God called me to put it there. And when I tell you that the Holy Spirit came to dwell with me those days that I laid in this bed in my family room by myself. And he downloaded Ooh. so many things in my spirit and he let me know it was critical to activate these things he called me to fulfill and this book was one of them
0: wow that is amazing though you know you've been you've been needing to write this book But look what God did. (laughs) He sat your tail down.
1: He (laughs) like keep on your foot gonna be broke (laughs) He sat your
0: tail down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna force you to do it now. (laughs) Okay. Ain't that so what Yes. So with you writing this book and with it being so personal, what different emotions did you experience because you know you had to dig up things and a lot of different thoughts have transpired so how did it feel with you just opening those wounds Uh, that
1: was the hardest thing so i want to make a reference to something i didn't say before um (laughs) and lord please let it flow letting that be a departure so i my husband i wrote a book called our journey to fertility hope which talks about what it sounds like. And I'm saying that to say, I had to self-disclose in that book, okay? Um, It wasn't a tell-all, same thing here. This book features vignettes from my life, but it's not a tell-all. However, it required what I feel to be extensive vulnerability on my part. And so you're right. I literally had to look myself in the mirror By the way, the study guide that accompanies this book is called The Broken Leader Mirror Cleaning Study Guide. (laughs) So hopefully you catch the metaphors about looking at yourself and doing the work. So I had to look at myself in each of these instances and get to the core root of the issues. So as the readers who join us on this quest will find, you're going to see I'm going to challenge you and say, go to the thing that you thought hurt you, Now dig a little deeper, go back as far as you can to childhood and say, what is the root cause? Because I guarantee if it's something frivolous in adulthood, it has absolutely nothing to do with that occurrence. It's some other pain. That's a pain of origin that you need to resolve.
0: Mm. Goodness. That's a lot. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It it is. is a lot it seriously it's a lie you know this this you and your shoes you know what's so it like, it's a lie man for yeah and then you you chilling on the couch you can't do much <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you just got to sit there and take it you see what god did boom mm-hmm. way Yes, like, oh, ma'am. you gonna take this beating? <laughs> and,
1: and I and I want to say this. I'm so, thank you, God. I'm so glad you and I are having this moment. I feel it. This is what I want to say. We believe. Oh, no, come on, God. Okay, let me say this. Healing is an opportunity that God extends His hand to offer to each of us. Healing mm-hmm. is also a choice. We all have seen the older person. I'm not going to say woman. I'm not going to say man. So we won't stereotype. But we've all seen the older person that never healed. They become hardened. They can be termed as bitter. Um, they, are, they jump off. They pop off on the least thing that somebody says. They, they often misconstrue what's being presented. And it's because of what it has nothing to do with those exchanges. It's because a long time ago, they were hurt. And instead of them opening their heart to Jesus, opening their heart to God to say, please heal me, please heal me. They close the door and say, I'm just going to keep this thing tight to myself. And what we don't realize is if you bury that thing in your heart, you carry it. And it begins to like rub around with your vessels and it, say with my metaphor rub, rubs around with your vessels and it becomes hardened and then it becomes larger and it's like a cancer. And it literally kills you on the inside. Yet God is so gracious that he continues to give us days to walk the earth because what? Because we get opportunity after opportunity to choose him. So it's a choice. It hurts. I'm not going to pretend like it's easy. It's not easy. It hurts. Some things hurt you to your core. I've said it in other things in my life that I believe that there's some pain we will carry with us while we're here. Like there's some things you can get better and you can cope better and you can learn how to manage, but it's going to be with you because you will not get over it. There are some things that are truly that painful. I'm going to say that. But what I know for sure, in the same way that I just told you about that vision that God gave me, what was the promise? That vision was scary as I will all get out. Okay. But what he said was, I will, but I will be with you. That is always the promise. The word of God tells us that it's always the promise. I will be with you. I will be with you even until the end of the world. I will be with you if you make your bed in hell. Like he, That's the promise. So we want it to be Care Bears and Roses and Fluffy, right? That's what we want. Mm-hmm. That is not the
0: promise.
1: Mm-hmm. We will have pain. We live in a fallen world. But if we go mm-hmm. on this quest with God, if we reach out to grab God's extended hand, we will truly... Be healed, and we will have that day. We will meet him in eternity where we can have that pain-free life that we desire.
0: That is so true. So, with you experiencing that, and you know this because God put it on you, how did you forgive yourself? Oh, that's good. That is so good. So, how did I forgive myself?
1: This it's a simple answer. <laughs> the simplest answer is god first forgives us right
0: and mm-hmm.
1: if god who is all-powerful all-knowing the greatest being of all time can forgive lowly me who am i to carry that burden to choose to not mm-hmm. forgive myself
0: mm-hmm. that is so and true
1: And and in everything I'm saying of it, know that we're human. And so there'll be days where even though I know I passed that, there will be days where the adversary will come tempt me and say, oh, you ain't forgave yourself. Look at you, right? You'll have those Mm -hmm. temptations because it's human. So I don't want anybody to think like, I thought I could. Nope, I just said we can carry some stuff. The difference is now I'm mature enough and grounded enough in the word and grounded enough in the work I've done holistically to say, hold up, that don't come from my father. That's a lie. That's a lie from the adversary. I, I cast that down to the pit of hell from whence it came. I'm a child of the almighty God, and I know what he said I can have. I know what he promised me, and devil, you ain't it. Get out of my
0: way. That's true. And that comes with discipline, self-reflection, and holding yes. ourselves accountable. Yes. Yes. That, the, that accountability of us actually know, like, i'm wrong for doing myself this way self i apologize you know it's like we know it because we always get that gut feeling that feeling is always there but we have that habit of ignoring it so much to a point after god just letting us bump our head so many times that's when we surrender to him and we know the difference and we're like all right i'm not about to ignore that no more i'm sorry.
1: (laughs) you said something tremendous that accountability piece is humongous okay um in Mm -hmm. my opinion there are a couple chapters in the book that deal with that but the one that i want to speak of right now is we call them steps in the book step five brokenness see the label to remove the label you can't correct anything that you refuse to see Mm.
0: that's true and then be in denial like a mud, won't they?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. What you talking about? I don't have no problem. It is what it is. Take it or leave it. I mean, we'll
0: argue, we'll argue you down to
1: the yes, T. <laughs> yes, they
0: will. whole Yes, they will.
1: Oh, I'm glad you said that. Because that's, a, that's another point of freedom. Listen to this. You will encounter other broken people who refuse to heal on the journey. What you must say to yourself is, it is not your job to try to convince them that they are wrong. Because we waste a lot of time with people who don't want to heal. Do you know that?
0: We literally
1: stumble. We literally stumble and miss our own assignment at times because we stop to sit down with somebody else who's not doing their work. And I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a lover. I'm compassionate. But you got to know your assignment. If you've already planted a seed, keep going. If you're trying to water it and nurture it and prune it, you now you're trying to be God. That is not what he got for you. Keep
0: going. I know. And, you know, we, we get that mixed up. You know, a lot of yeah. times God will assign us to a person to help him with them. Yes. But it's like he give us a cutoff time. Yes. With us having such a beautiful spirit and want to see A person do well and we'll feel bad and all these Mm -hmm. different type of emotions will appear and we'll let a person bring us so down to a point we'll look at ourselves like something is wrong with us we're the problem when they are the problem it's like the I don't know like the entitlement yes And, and when they start to feel like you're obligated to do these things when we been reached our cutoff time
1: and guess what you remind me of for people in the body there's a certain type of spiritual abuse that occurs right what is it let me let me get to it because we're women so i'm you know men and women can relate to this book but i want to talk about the perspective of a woman for a moment to draw home to drive home a point so when you're a, a woman Or a little girl, if you will, who has leadership skills that are already being shown, what do they call you when you're a little girl? They tell you that you're bossy.
0: Yep, princess,
1: queen, they you know they they tell you you you're bossy. You never hear people say that to little boys or men. They don't just like you're being bossy, stop being bossy in a negative connotation. You never hear that. They say that to women. And so what I've seen and I have lived and had to overcome you begin to acquiesce. You begin to quiet yourself a little more and don't get me wrong. There is a place and time for gentleness, right? I fully believe that Mm -hmm. women are nurturers and there's a time for calmness and stillness. But when you're leading, you're supposed to get up and say what you need to say. So people can know the direction in which the ship is going. Okay. And so if you begin to shrink because somebody literally is trying to spiritually abuse you by misinterpreting scripture, and just trying to make you think oh you're not a nice person you're not a good enough you're not a good person if you don't give this person all you got that is not what god has willed for your life and it's completely imbalanced
0: mm-hmm. definitely imbalanced so tell me this what's the favorite chapter in your book that you, it took so much out of you to write but it's your favorite hmm
1: that's a, now that's a good question now you're trying to uh you're trying to really get me aren't you um mm-hmm. <laughs> when you say favorite favorite and I think you mean this in a in a way so we can make light of it but I'm going
0: to say the challenging
1: one correct the one that was hard to write
0: yes ma'am I want yes. to sound good
1: though <laughs> I know. no I was like so that one that I was like uh-uh going back to what we just talked about it was the, well, I didn't say this one, but this is the step two: the assessment, isolating what broke you. Let me tell you why this is hard. And I've been trying to get this point across tonight. We do not want to deal with pain. <laughs> we <We're> like, <"I laughs> no. already lived that. I already done lived that. Why I got to go back to it? I done already lived that. What do you me mean I got to go back to that moment? And then if somebody dare try to lead us in an exercise, let's say you call to some type of, let's say you had a conference and somebody trying to get you to do some healing work and you ain't feeling it. And they're like, I want you to get out your journals and I want you to write this down. You looking at them crossways. You're going to write just whatever, something simple to get them off your back. But that is not what should be done. So like in this moment, in this book and with this study guide, you're going to get into your prayer closet, get into your quiet time with God and get in the nitty gritty and tell the truth. It is for you. If you can't sit there and be honest with yourself and God, who already know, because y'all are the only two beings that was really there for the whole thing, how are you going to do it? How are you going to heal? How are you going to heal? It's like, because, you know, there's some things that are so painful. We don't even want to say them again, let alone write them again. And then when you write it, like I said, if you dare go on the quest, you can keep going back and keep going back to find the origin. Like, what was that pain? Why is that?
0: hmm nobody want to deal with it
1: nobody wants i want to give an example i want to um as much as i keep being like lord why am i talking about fertility hope but they go hand in hand that's a ministry for me okay so mm-hmm. that's why i keep going back uh in my own counseling though i'd already written i already told you our journey to fertility hope was already written it's literally a testimony i discovered in my own counseling well after that book was written that I did not want to name my babies in heaven. Now, because I'm a, you know, I'm a writer. Of course they had a name in the book. They each had names in the book. But when it was time for me to do my work and my counselor was like, I want you to write a baby, a letter to, excuse me, to each of your babies in heaven. I'm like, wait a minute, lady, back up. What you mean? <laughs> like, why do I have to do that? Like, um, and it's like, so that's when I had to come to terms with, a word that I never want to be thought of as being a hypocrite because here I am, you know, teaching and preaching like about this work that people need to do, but I don't want to face this. And it's like, if if I'm the woman of faith that I say I am, I believe in eternity. So I have to believe that these babies that left my womb, they have to dwell with God. And so what mm-hmm. is so hard? Why can I not write these letters? I am proud to tell you that I did do it eventually. And um, it was a a part of my healing journey that I didn't even know I needed to go back to It's years later. Okay. I, you just heard me say I have children who are here on earth now they're here, they're healthy, they're right. thriving. But what people don't know, and I'm, you know, now we're talking about babies, but this applies to any hurt or pain or any loss. One thing that you gain does not replace a loss. And so, you have to take the time to heal it.
0: You do. You really do. Wow. So, tell me, when is this book coming out?
1: <laughs> Yay. So, Broken Leader will release February 22nd, 2022. Thank you, Yvette, for no- n- letting me notice that it's two twenty two twenty two. And the way... <laughs> And the way that you can get your copy from wherever you want to get it from. I want you to go to our website and depending upon when this interview launches, do not go until 22222. <laughs> but it's um brokenleaderbook.com. So it's brokenleaderbook.com. Hopefully that is readily remember excuse me, memorable for you. Um and if for some reason you want to connect with me directly, Instagram is easy. My my Instagram handle is Valencia the Visionary. My name is spelled differently. <laughs> I always make a joke and say my birthday is on Valentine's Day and my parents are Black. So Valencia is spelled <laughs> V-A-L-E-N-C-Y v- like yellow, A. V-A-L-E-N-C-Y-A like yellow. So Valencia the Visionary on Instagram and brokenleaderbook.com.
0: Ooh. Okay, perfect. So following up this um, amazing book, The Broken Leader, tell me about the follow-up of the study guide.
1: Yes. So the study guide is going to take you on this journey to go deeper. So in the book, you're going to have devotionals and scripture references, and then you have um, a, a, a vignette from my own life to Process pain through and encourage you. But in the actual study guide, this is where we're going to get into the nitty gritty to make you look at yourself in the mirror and do your work. So, this study guide has prompts that follow each step in the actual book. And these prompts are going to give you these questions that you've been trying to avoid over the years and maybe some specific questions that you haven't thought to ask. Because what you have is my mind that's coupling my studies in the realm of psychology alongside my studies as a woman of faith and um we're going to dig deep so it's it's those tough places that we don't want to (laughs) go those exercises that we've been trying to avoid that we now have to do together um i'm going to actually give you an example we're going to do this so Mm -hmm. here's a question that i just happen to have open what are you afraid of Be honest with yourself and God. Jot down the lies the enemy has told you to keep you in bondage to fear. As you write them down, commit to their destruction today. It is time for your new beginning. Feel free to commemorate the moment by slashing a line through each lie.
0: Ooh i like that thank you i like that because um you know a lot of people really don't dig deep and what you word how you worded that it creates them to dig deep it's either they gonna close it Yep, <laughs> and be like, "No, I ain't ready."
1: <laughs> I ain't doing this. Or I they gonna be like, get right, "I'm ready." The at, <laughs> at the wall at first. We gonna pray they pick them back up, okay?
0: <laughs> Seriously, because it's like, like man, this, like why you gotta go that far? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I do to deserve this? But you know, it's good though. Like we need more more books and study guides like this and people that are willing to do it because you know we don't really touch based on our deep inner feelings and when we do people the world would be so much better (laughs) if people really did that because it'll bring out a lot more gifts in them a lot more happiness peace amen and they will be so more much more content with life. And they won't go through this whole broken relationship that they have with God, too. Yes, yes, some yes. people they don't even know what direction to go into no more. They believe in everything else. So, Man, it, 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 so it just it just brings a lot. And I'm I'm so happy that you created something like this. And I pray that God put it on you to even be a lot more creative and create more books like this and more study guides for you to be able to dig deep for people because this is needed.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. I'm proud of you. Um, Thank you. I am because it it takes a lot. It really do. It takes a lot for you to even. Write something like this, and for you to write something like this, it'll create more doors to open for you because you have held yourself accountable for everything that you done. Wrote about,
1: hey amen. I received that.
0: You're welcome. So, in closing, what is something motivating that you could leave here with today for someone to be able to? understand that pain has a purpose oh come on you're preaching
1: i want to speak to something and you're going to be like is that motivating at first so stay with me listeners before you judge the opening unfortunately in this season we've been privy to a lot of death we've also most immediately seen more episodes of suicide And uh, when we, what we must remember, as we know that pain has a purpose, is that if you feel like you're at the bottom, you have to know and remember that it's not end. It is not, it's not the end. It is not over. To see the mountaintop again, I fully believe that God has promised for your life, you have to keep going. And just as we said at an earlier moment on this call, you also need to know that pain is something that we do not escape while we're here on earth. But the promise that we have when you choose faith, when you choose to know God, is that God has promised to be with you every step of the way. If I go back to that immediate occurrence I told you about with COVID, there were days where I literally thought I was going to be breathing again when I go to sleep. And I remember fighting for air, but I remember the whole time, the entire time, I feel like the Holy Spirit just held me in his hands. And I heard God like with this, this deep, like just, I don't know, rigor or fervor in my bill. I heard him like, I can't even begin to describe to you in ways that you can only know if you take the time to commune with God and get to know him better. So even in that worst, one of the worst things I've ever endured, God was there. And it sounds crazy for me to say this to you. That was a painful occurrence for my body. But in my mind, it was one of the most sweet occurrences in my spirit because of the Holy Spirit's presence. So to that person who thinks that you've had too much pain and you can't keep going, I want you to know that with God, you absolutely can. I also want to say something I thought about a few seconds back. Know that it's okay to tell God you are angry. Some of us were brought up in faith that told us that we can't. They're taught that it's sacrilegious or like it's an abomination. That's not true. I want you to know that the God that I believe in is absolutely large enough, big enough, vast enough to handle your anger and to handle your pain. He's literally right now hovering with open arms extended because he wants you to put it in his lap. Literally right now. Instead, we want to worry. We want to get into our own little bubbles and and just kind of fret and that's not what god wants us to do he wants you to give it over to him so i challenge you to know that there is a god and this god loves you and he will never leave you or forsake you today choose him
0: you know what after that because it was so powerful can you leave us with a prayer absolutely
1: Father God, we thank you for this night or this day. Whenever the individuals who will listen to this will hear this podcast. God, I thank you for Sister Yvette. I thank you for the call that you placed on her life. I thank you for this platform that she has that is reaching the masses. God, she is no stranger to pain. I pray for her complete and total healing in Jesus' name. I can tell from the sound of her voice that she's willing to go on the quest, even though she's seen some dark times. So God, I plead the blood of Jesus over her life. I ask for many people like her and like myself who've experienced pain in ways that we never thought we could or imagined, that we would just continue on this journey with you. I pray for the person who has considered suicide. I reject and rebuke the thoughts of suicide i reject and rebuke suicidal ideation i send all those thoughts back to the pits of hell from whence they came god i call out and speak to the person who could benefit from counseling who's been afraid maybe there's some stereotype they heard maybe they come from a family that's been told that's spreading your business I cast all of those lies to the pit of hell from whence it came, and I pray that they will seek help, that they will seek the resources that you place in front of them this very day. I pray that the person who thinks that death is the only option, that they realize that today they got the opportunity to choose life, oh God. Father God, I pray that you will pull them up from the pit from which they dwell today. And I pray that you pull them out of environments and circumstances from which they've been able to hear such lies. And I pray that you replace it with your love. I pray that those ugly thoughts will be replaced with thoughts of peace that surpasses all understanding, replaced with thoughts that are noble, that focus on things that are true. Father God, I pray that they will know you to be the loving, gentle Father that I know you to be. And I thank you, God, for choosing this day them to be liberated father you are mighty you are worthy of the glory the honor and the praise it is such a tremendous privilege to call you father and mother to those who need it in jesus name we pray amen
0: amen thank you so much i appreciate you thank you
1: i feel so blessed this, this was truly a blessed encounter to meet you and thank you for thank featuring
0: you. me thank you everyone for tuning in to life her podcast where we help heal women all over the world don't forget to follow us on instagram and facebook life her podcast and check out our youtube page as well and make sure you subscribe you can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes i am yvette lloyd i am life her love yourself ladies take care of yourself and others you love dearly